hello everybody and welcome to episode number three. I honestly can't believe that we made it this far and I'm really excited about um, today's episode but I did learn my lesson last week when I said that we would be all set up with our like all of our new recording technology today and all these microphones and uh, talking about business and then I started recording episodes out of order. So you can just ignore me from now on and today we will be talking about social media tips, trends, and talent, and I'm really, really excited to introduce today's guest. So today's guest is a creative person by nature, and he found that out at his first job in college where he worked at the Apple Store Genius Bar and found creative solutions for customers. After Apple Retail, our guest joined Chiat Day, a very ironic transition considering their history. And throughout his time there, he continued to use the creativity he had already learned, whether it was building into a QuickBooks global campaigns, launching TikTok for business, or ideating Gatorade's most successful TikTok campaign ever. During his time working from home, this guest built a special social media following for himself on TikTok with over 390,000 followers. Uh, following his departure from Chiat, he continued to pursue freelance creating work with partners like Fast Pro Shops and other clients. So everyone, please welcome Daniel Bennett. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. I'm excited to be here. We're really excited to have you today, Daniel. How are you doing? How's your week going? I'm good. It's raining in LA, so you know it could be better, but overall everything's going well. How's everything with you? I know. Yeah, not bad at all. I'm really enjoying the rain today, too. I am. Um, I told my partner that I was planning to have like this mic set up today and like the sound quality was going to be amazing. And then of course it starts like thundering and I don't have that mic ready <laughs> and it's like a whole thing, but it's fine. Totally fine. I love a good rain Classic. Day, of course. Um, well, I'm really excited to kind of jump into our topic today, but before we do that, I want to start with a little segment we do every week called The News Inspired. And so on The News Inspired, in The News, watch me with my words, on The News Inspired, um, we always cover three topics just from the past couple of weeks that are really positive and optimistic and just kind of anytime we can talk about good news, we're not going to pass up that opportunity. Um, so first things first, uh, just this past week, the CDC has recommended that fully vaccinated people can resume small indoor gatherings without masks. And they put a specific emphasis on the fact that grandparents can actually hug their grandchildren. And if that is not the most uplifting thing I have heard in a very long time, I don't know what is. Um, the second headline that we've read for the week um, is that there was a report out and there are a couple different sources. So I would always just say, go Google this if you wanna see it. Um, but multiple HR experts have come together to predict the end of the five day work week, saying that the model is essentially done, that most major companies have already moved away from it if they're not in the process of doing that now. And that the five hours a week, eight hours a day, is, is done um, and I am pretty excited about this because I've always felt like I'm more productive on a short week with long days. Um, so excited for those three-day weekends. And then our third headline for the week is actually the absence of a headline. Um, NASA made a statement saying that all is good with the new Mars rover. They have nothing bad to report and that in itself is good. So excited about all of the good news this week um, on the news inspired. So thank you for putting up with that, Daniel. And now we're gonna- No worries. <laughs> That's all great news. 
hop into your actual, um, your specialty. So this week we're talking about social media, specifically different tips and trends and talent on social media. So Daniel, if you could just start by kind of telling us who you are, what you do, like why are you the social media expert? <laughs> I think there are uh, multiple definitions of like a social media expert. Um, but what I do is I am a freelance uh, social media creative. So basically I work with clients um, and help them on new media platforms like TikTok and come up with ideas and help them learn trends and help them learn best practices so that when they hop on, um, they're not uh, overwhelmed and or uh, like taken back um, by these specific platforms. So whether that's like coming up with content ideas or uh, showing them, you know, what trends would best fit their brand, um, that's kind of where I come in and help out. That's great. And you also have, you know, your own platform on TikTok where you kind of, you've become this like social media influencer too. Yeah. So I used to work at a Shaite, which was a, a very large advertising agency here in Los Angeles um, and quickly learned that, you know, I like doing creative stuff. And then when, when quarantine hit in March, um, I started uh, working from home and I had like so much more time on my hands because like I wasn't in the office late. I was at home. Um, and I started posting videos uh, on TikTok back in like May of last year, um, just for fun. And then it quickly kind of grew, and now I it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, That's awesome. Now I'm just known as like the TikTok expert. <laughs> I love that. I think it's so rare that you find someone who can kind of. That's like. That's like all around social media, you know, I work in PR and I, so I can work with a brand and help them with social media, but like my own, like I have no aesthetic, no entertaining content. Like mine is not um, like a personally branded thing. So it's really, I think that kind of proves that you're the expert and that you can kind of do it all. And I'm really excited to have you kind of talk today about social media. Um, but I, I'd love to start by just like, how did you get into this space, like into social media? Where did you hop in kind of on the timeline of like MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Like, how did you come into this world? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm 25. So like I started, um, I wouldn't say I started like taking it seriously until probably like a year ago. But I was, you know, on Instagram during the time where like people were just posting pictures of like the sunset that were like way overexposed. <laughs> um, so like, I think social media for me was like always about connecting with friends and like using it for, you know, events and, and uh, liking friends photos. And then it kind of became like a business uh, probably like a year ago when I started like gaining a, a little bit of a following. I also learned a lot like at the agency that I was working at because we were working with large brands and mm -hmm. uh, we had, we were surrounded by strategists, by creative, by account managers, everyone getting news updates from, you know, Facebook themselves, TikTok, Snapchat, like uh, learning best practices. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, my two years there really helped me out in terms of knowing one, how to do it myself and two, how to work with like really large, like Fortune 500 brands. Wow. And which do you, this might put you, I don't know, if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to, we can edit it out. But if you had to choose like working with um, you know, a brand's social media presence or your own as like a TikToker, which one is more challenging for you? In regards to like doing a brand deal or like specifically consulting? For in them? terms of making it successful, in terms of getting engagement and making sure people see it um, and kind of and, and successfully performing on a social media platform, which one do you think is more difficult? Um, to be honest, I think 
they're equally as difficult. Because mm. um, one, you know, a brand already has brand recognition. I don't right. have brand recognition, so that's mm-hmm. the issue with with me um, and my personal channel. But on the other hand, like uh, TikTok specifically and social media is a place where like brands can be a little bit more human. True. Um, and some brands like to stray away from that because they want to like keep it safe when in reality like no post goes viral because it's safe yeah um, i mean you can take into account that burger king thing yesterday which was probably the worst like great intention horrible right. execution like strategy wise right um the intention was all there and got people talking but the execution of it was absolutely terrible um, yeah. but again like i said nothing goes viral because it's safe um, you got to push the boundaries a bit in order sure. to you know get some views and laughs and and recognition that's so true and for those who don't know this week burger king made a tweet that said women belong in the kitchen and that is such a like a pain point for so many people and such like a outdated like backwards way of thinking but they did it for international women's day trying to communicate that the the culinary world as a whole actually has um it's like women are very underrepresented as as executive chefs and so they were trying to talk about this new empowerment program that they um that they're developing but instead they sent out one tweet that says women belong in the kitchen and it was it was not good um so that kind of i was going to talk about this later but it kind of um uh, brings up a question of like there are so many different perspectives of like on Twitter, you have to be so careful with the words you put out there on Instagram content is super curated and really there for like a good aesthetic um, and, and a good image, but TikTok is new. And like you were saying, it is not the same. It's completely like relatable content. It's um, things that make people laugh or catch their attention. Like, how do you think TikTok is changing the way that we see social media as a whole? I think it's less curated, like it's less polished, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a big flex party on TikTok, yeah. um, which I think is like perfectly shown by like the who, what, where girl joining the platform and getting a ton of backlash. Mm-hmm. Like people hop on and the most viral videos are the ones that are like the raw. Um, they're ones that have little to no intention. Um, like didn't take a ton of time to, to produce it. Um, so it's those that really like, you know, go viral and, and you know, get millions of views. Um, I just think the platform overall is like, uh, it's so much better. Personally, it's so much better than Instagram because it's not as polished. It's not like the best parts of people's lives. It's almost the opposite. Right, that's true. But it also is, it's like, it's it's more relatable, but the content is also more valuable maybe because people have to put time and effort into like putting together a video editing it make sure it's something people want to see so do you I guess my question here is like do you feel like this is going to overflow into like kind of the king of all platforms right now like Instagram or like the OG Facebook do you think we're going to start seeing kind of a transition in content or do you think think like people will stay in their own lanes like TikTok content is TikTok content Instagram content is Instagram content. I think short form video as a whole is going to like take over, um, like really quick short form video. Um, and I think TikTok is leading the charge on that. Interesting. Um, I think that's why there's like such a high barrier to entry for people to, to post on TikTok. 
Um, and I mean that in like a mental high barrier to entry, not like an actual physical one, because all you have to do is pull out your phone and film a video, right. but it's a lot easier and people feel more comfortable posting a photo of themselves on Instagram instead of posting oh, yeah. a video of themselves because a video makes you more vulnerable to, you know, be made fun of, be whatever for millions of people to see it. So right. I think, I think that's interesting is like, it's it just that barrier to entry, like mentally, that's why there's a ton of passive users on TikTok. And when you mm -hmm. talk to someone, you're like, are you on TikTok? And they're like, oh yeah, like I love this creator, this creator. And then you ask them like, do you post? And then they're like, oh, absolutely not. So true. And like, and like that's the majority of answers from people. Yeah, no, that, that's me. So that makes, that makes sense. <laughs> um, do you feel like, oh, we're spending a lot of this beginning time on TikTok, but I'm just so into it now. Do you feel like maybe, maybe younger people are more likely to post on TikTok and then some of us that are maybe more used to like you said, like Instagram, it's a lot easier, less vulnerable to just post a picture. Do you feel like that's where some of that passiveness comes in? Because I think about like myself um, and like my friends and, and uh, like my partner and like we are all on TikTok, but none of us post any, like I've never once posted a video. But then I think about like my sisters who are like five to 10 years younger than me and um, like that generation. And that seems to be like, they even pop up on on my for you page just because there's so much content from them do you think that has anything to do with it yeah i just think it's more normal for like younger generations like they're just more used to it like we we saw it being like like we saw it come to life essentially as a whole mm -hmm. like i don't know how old you are if i can ask i'm 24 yeah okay yeah i'm 25 so like we were technically around when like none of this existed right um but like newer generations are used to this. So they open up a phone and the first app they see is TikTok and they're like used to it and they're learning it from like age six or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so to them, it's not as like taboo to open up the app and post something in terms of like, you know, us being 24, 25, later 20s, people opening up an app and filming a video and putting it on the internet. Mm. Interesting. I guess that's a good point. Now I feel old. Um, okay, <laughs> so... Our whole point of like this whole podcast is that we talk about things that inspire people. So I really wanted to do an episode about social media because it can be such a great tool for people to either use it as a creative outlet or spread a positive message. Um, so kind of one of the, the, the basics of the social media world right now, and I think something that a lot of people really look up to is social media influencers. So kind of for maybe someone who's unfamiliar with an influencer, what would you say like a social media it influencer is and what do they do? That's a great question. Um, I think an influencer is anyone who has a following outside of their immediate friend group or family group and puts out content for the general public instead of just their circle. Because I think the word influencer, like I don't consider myself an influencer at all, but I consider really? myself like a creator on TikTok. Um, and I think that's different. It's because like, when I think of an influencer, I think of like, uh, like David Dobrik or like mm -hmm. big people. Okay. Um, and me, I'm just like, yeah, I just like to make TikTok videos and post them on the internet. Um, so like, Interesting. I think it's just, anyone with a social media following you could technically say is an influencer um but uh, it's a little difficult because like the word influencer would mean that you know they're influencing people to do stuff and usually that remains with like brand deals and things like that but i just think generally like an influencer is bucketed with anyone that has a like a semi uh good social media following that's so interesting that you say 
that you don't see yourself as an influencer and that you listed like David, David Dobrik as an example, because I actually, oh gosh, it was probably the very beginning of the pandemic. So I guess it's been about a year, but I was a part of a huge conversation in the company I was working for then where we were trying to figure out like where you draw the line between influencer and celebrity. And we actually had David Dobrik like in the celebrity category and we would have put like you in the influencer category because you're like creating content and you're there to like express some of your creativity on social media and entertain your audience. Um, as opposed to, like you mentioned, David, or like another person would be like, um, who started on social media? I'm like, James Charles, like someone like that, um, who like started on social media, but now like is an international name. So it's really interesting yeah. where you say that you don't consider yourself an influencer to me. Yeah, it's super weird. Like my friends will obviously be like influencer Daniel or whatever. And I'm literally like, dude, like I just post videos on the internet. Like it's so, it's so normal. And it's, I think it's weird also because like I have friends that I've met through TikTok and like everyone is so normal. Like everyone's like yeah. such a normal person. Like when I think of influencers, I think of like lavish houses and like getting mm, paid and driving around in Ferraris and like all of this stuff. And then like, I meet my TikTok friends who have like millions of followers and like mm. we're going to get iced coffee and just hang out, like going to thrift stores, you know, going to the beach, whatever, doing like normal stuff. like. I think people uh, look at influencers and they're like, oh my God, it's like such a lavish like lifestyle. And it's like, no, like everyone's just pretty normal. Like, yeah, especially for those high tier people. Like I consider myself on the lower like tier of like TikTok creators, but like as an, as a, as high tier influencers go, like everyone's a pretty normal person. Um, Here I am over here. I work with influencers, but I'm not one. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I know what an influencer is. And then, it's so interesting to hear like your perspective from the inside of how it's different. I like that. Um, okay, so let's go kind of transitioning from that to some of the different platforms. So I wanna do a lightning round here. We're gonna try and add a sound effect. We'll see if it works. A lightning round here um, to just describe each platform. So just from your perspective, I'm going to name a few different social media platforms. And if you can just give like a one sentence description of how you would describe that platform and how people use it. Does that work for you? Yep. Okay, so the first one is the newest one and it's Clubhouse. Okay, Clubhouse. I would say a gathering space for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. Okay, what about Facebook? Um, I wanna just say like old, like it's not really used in the term <laughs> of social media anymore. Like I don't consider it an organic social media platform anymore. I consider it more like a paid, paid uh, advertisement platform. Okay, we're going to come back to that. What about Instagram? Uh, extremely polished. The best the best of the best of your life. Yep. Um, Pinterest? The aesthetic that everyone wants. How about TikTok? Uh, the rawest platform at the moment. What about Twitter? I think the most inclusive space on the internet. Really? Okay, we're definitely going to come back to that. And then a last one, YouTube the future. I think YouTube is going to be like YouTube has already replaced a lot of TV. Like I can't even remember the last time that I like actually turned on broadcast television. So like, I think YouTube is going to be the future. Oh, okay. Let's, let's start with that. So YouTube, I remember 
it was what five years ago now when YouTube had just launched um, YouTube Red. I don't know if you remember that, like their original yep. content platform. And I had my first guest on the podcast. Her name is Michaela. She was like a content advisor, and she was helping them try to figure out like what to put on this platform and how to create content. And I feel like, and maybe you see it a different way than I do. I feel like YouTube's heyday was like five years ago. That's all anyone did. And I feel like now people turn more, if they're looking for like a two hour movie or a TV show, they're turning to streaming platforms. If they're looking for something short and quick and like an influencer, they're turning to TikTok. And I kind of feel like people are off of YouTube. What do you think? I think the age, I think the massive thing is the age difference. Like, mm-hmm. like my little cousins will like strictly watch YouTube and TikTok. Oh, interesting. Um, like, I don't think that like you know ten and eleven year olds are hopping on HBO Max and streaming <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, like, that's definitely more something that our age people would do. Like, I go on Netflix, I go on HBO Max, I go on Amazon Prime Video when I want to consume content, and then when I want to consume like middle content, like Quibi length content. Um, I would go to YouTube That's and it. then obviously like if I have five minutes to kill, I'm going to go to TikTok because I can watch five to 10 videos and my, that time is passed. Interesting. That's a good way to look at it. What about kind of going back through some of these platforms? Um, what about Facebook? You mentioned that you don't even think of it as social media, but more of like an ad now. What like explain your mindset, I guess. Yeah, I guess like, I guess the question would be like, when's the last time you posted organically on Facebook? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't update my status or update my wall. Like I don't even check it on my birthday anymore. Like I'll check it occasionally if I need to like use the marketplace. But I think also like working in an advertising agency, I saw how many, how much, how many dollars like brands were putting behind um, Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, this is targeted a way higher age. It's like, it's like our parents that will, you know, scroll Facebook and see what their friends are up to now. And they're the ones that are getting targeted for the ads. That's so Um, true. That's so true. My, my work right now, I'm thinking about it and we target like moms usually. Um, And it's so true. We put most of our advertising dollars into Facebook because it converts the best, but I've always used Facebook um, and I know the algorithm is changing. So I don't think this is as true as it used to be. But when I would like consult for brands and stuff, we would use Facebook for SEO and they used to rank really well in like Google's algorithm. Anything that you did on Facebook would help, but I don't know if that's true anymore. Yeah, we used, uh, I think we used Google SEO. Yeah, now that um, that's so much more accessible. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, totally. I just think like Facebook is like, you know, back in middle school, I could send a Facebook invite and everyone would respond. If I sent yeah. that now, I'd be lucky if I got like one response from That's a friend. So true. That's so true. I think I just use Facebook now. Like I post when I want my aunts and uncles in the Midwest to know something. Like that's what I use Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm moving across the country. And like, you know, like seven of your family members are going to see that. And like none of your friends. If you want your friends to see it, you'll post it to Instagram. Yeah, that's so true. So all of those platforms that we've mentioned from clubhouse to YouTube, um, aside from the time you spend creating, like which one do you spend the most time on like engaging with content? Um, engaging with content, definitely TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think 
one, I come up with 25 to 40 ideas, content ideas a week for different clients. And mm-hmm. scrolling through TikTok is really good inspiration for trending audios, for trends, for um, for actions that people are doing. So I spend a lot, like my entire day is scrolling through TikTok. And then like, that's for work. And then when I get off work, like I'll scroll through and like engage on my own, you know, personal account um, and create on my own personal account. So I'd say I spend the majority of my time on TikTok. And then I probably spend a good amount of time on Twitter and Instagram, probably equally. Mm. Um, I love Twitter. It's just like everyone has the same life on Twitter. It's like the most inclusive space in the world. Interesting. See, I was going to ask about that too, because that's another one where I feel like people have stopped engaging with one another and now we just engage with politicians and businesses and campaigns and things like that and I almost feel like it's not as much of a I don't want to say not a social media platform because that's what it is but like when I think of social media I'm on there to consume entertaining content or to connect with my like friends and family and I feel like Twitter is just there it's almost like news at this point you know like it's news that you can interact yeah is that how you see it? I mean, I definitely check my news. Like, I wake up, check Twitter for news because, like, whatever is actually important in the world will probably be trending on Twitter. Um, but I also like. I think something to keep in mind is like there are different sides to the internet. Just like there are different sides mm-hmm. to TikTok. Like, there's gay TikTok, there's straight TikTok, there's like Midwest TikTok. There's also like, uh, you know, NBA Twitter. Um, there's like cooking Twitter. There's Black Twitter. Like, there's yeah. a bunch of different like sides to Twitter. So like everyone's on their own side, depending on what you engage with. Um, and I think mine is probably curated more to like memes and like relatable content. And I think, you know, people that consume, you know, news and things like that, their feed probably looks a bit more um, curated with what they're engaging with. I think people forget that is like when people go on their phone, not everyone has the same feed. Yeah, that's true. That actually, that brings us to a really good point because one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, the, overarching algorithms and how every platform has their own obviously so for you as someone who creates on one platform um and and works with you know brands to create on a bunch of platforms you're consuming on all of these what are you seeing on the algorithms right now what's new what's trending um just tell us kind of your thoughts on the algorithms I have so many thoughts on the algorithm. <laughs> I literally, it's a daily occurrence in like our, my TikTok group chat that I have. It's like, I wake up and I'm literally like, I hate the algorithm. And then I like <laughs> get off my phone for like two hours. Um, yep. I think on, on let's start with TikTok. Uh, I think the app was in a place back in March where, back in March of 2020, where like they were pushing out content so heavily because there, there were a ton of new users. Mm-hmm. Um, where views were so inflated. And now views are low for everyone. For like everyone that started, uh, you know, July and prior of 2020, like views are significantly lower. Um, And I think that's because in my mind, they're favoring new creators that are joining the app because they're trying to give them the same experience that, that, you know, we had when we joined the app. Mm. Um, But there's also, you know, the the thing about like, you know, being shadow banned or being like in, in TikTok jail. Mm-hmm. Um, where your videos aren't pushed out. Um, and I think that also has an influence on like people creating more content. Like I was in, I was technically, you know, shadow banned for a month. So like none of my, no new people saw my videos. Interesting. Um, so that, that kind of hinders creators to want to put out more content because you're like, well, if no one new is going to see it, like, why am I putting so much effort in? Exactly. Um, 
So I think I think TikTok is all over the place. No one really knows how it works, which I think is the fun of it because you could literally post something and it can get like 30 million views. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like Instagram, I think Instagram is like heavily pushing reels right now, mm-hmm. um, which we've seen. Like if you post a reel or multiple reels, like um, your follower base will grow massively sure. um, because they want you to post more. Like I have 5,000 followers on Instagram or something. And I have reels that have like 800, 900,000 views. Oh, wow. Um, they're trying to compete with So TikTok. they're really like, they're, they're, yeah, they're pushing for like uh, creators to move to their platform. Interesting. Do you, what, do you know why you were shadow banned? I, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, and I don't really know if it was shadow banned or more just like if, you know, maybe it was the content I was putting out, maybe it was whatever. Um, yeah. But like I think that the key is just to keep posting like that's what I just kept told, telling myself like it's gonna end it'll keep like uh, let me just keep posting yeah. um and it ended like two three days ago so like videos are back on their for you page which is great mm-hmm. um I don't know how long that'll last but like it's just a matter of you know keep posting um Very interesting. that's what I tell you know everyone okay so do you think then that these platforms should show more transparency in revealing some of how their algorithms are formulated? Or do you think they should keep that private so that content does show up more organically? Um, I think they, I think they have an obligation. I think, well, cause I talk about this with my friend a lot. Like we would love to know how the algorithm works, but half the fun of like posting to TikTok is not knowing how the algorithm works. And like the mm. spur of joy you get when like your video pops off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's a 50-50 for me. Like I would absolutely love to know like when I should post, what my background should be, what text I should put, like that will help it succeed. Right. Um, but I think people underestimate how much content is being pushed out on TikTok on a on a daily basis. Mm. Um, it is an absurd amount. Well, okay. So kind of going off topic from that then, um, we, I try to keep these at around 30 minutes. Usually it goes over. Um, but I do have like three questions that I really want to get to before we go. So the first one is all about trends. What trends do you see popping up online right now? Whether that's challenges that people are doing, dances on TikTok or, or any, just anything in general, really, like what trends do you see emerging that we should keep an eye out for? Um, I think a lot of pre-pandemic nostalgia trends are big right now. Um, you know, as things start to open up, people are starting to feel a bit more normal. So like trends about going to the club, trends about going to bars. Um, also, I'm on 25-year-old TikTok. So like, that's what my feed is filled with. Um, yeah, yeah. I think nostalgia is a big play right now. Um, people, you know, just remembering like their childhoods and remembering like the good old days, like things were, you know, when we weren't locked up in our houses. And then I'm trying to think of any other like uh, trend. It's really hard because they go by so quick on TikTok. They're like a week and then they're over. It's true. Um, so I think another trend is like Instagram becoming less polished and like people mm. photo dumping. Yeah, I've um, seen so much of that. Which is kind of fun. It's just like, you know, November's photo dump or February's photo dump. And it's like nine, 10 photos that are like non-filtered and just yes, kind of bringing it back to what it used to be. I love those because, so I spend, oh gosh, like two to four hours every day, seven days a week, um, just kind of watching the feeds of some of the creators that I work with. And I've noticed a lot more of the photo dumps. And what I catch myself doing, because I'm just looking at, 
content creator account after content creator account after content creator account, I catch myself actually like reading more and engaging more with some of that content because like you said, how TikTok is more organic and it's more human. Like I feel like those, those photo dumps are just more, they're more relatable and it's a glimpse into someone's actual life instead of like a super uh, filtered pose on a beach at sunset you know so I really like that. yeah for sure like you know you scroll and you see like the fitness influencer you follow and they're like jacked and like whatever yep. and they have like the perfect <laughs> life and then you see your friend who's like hung over on a Sunday and you're like I like this post. <laughs> exactly exactly um okay so these last two questions that I have for you are kind of for uh individuals maybe like young kids or just anyone who's kind of trying to grow their social media presence. They want to be more creative. They want to make an impact on social media. First, as a creator yourself, what are some of the biggest challenges that they should be prepared to face? Coming up with ideas is probably the biggest Mm. by far. But I think like the consistency thing um, is like just post, like people just need to post. Yeah. And I think that's where like people overthink the post or like, oh, this isn't perfect. I'm not going to post it. And it's like, you just like, all you need to do is post. Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't matter what you post. It's just as long as you post. <laughs> that's good advice. Um, and then my other question for you, which also ties into this, but what would you say to someone who is trying to grow their following and become more of a presence on social media? I think consistency is big. And then also like not caring what, you know, people think about you is kind of big. Mm -hmm. Um, Like people won't post on TikTok because they're like, oh, I'm embarrassed and whatever. And it's like, people literally watch the video and then they like go on with their lives. Like no one's stuck on the video and it's like, oh my God, this is like so embarrassing. Like, let me send this to everyone and like tell them how embarrassing it is. Like they'll literally watch it and then they'll move on with their lives. So So like, I think people are a little like, uh, a little taken back on like posting because they think that like all eyes on them when re- in reality, like it's however long the video is and then it's over. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's so interesting that you say that because um, last week I had a guest who was talking about just kind of being a, a creator in general, an actor and, and, and a creator and all of that. And his big piece of advice too was just don't, don't care as much what, what people think. So I love that that's that. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. That's awesome. Definitely. Um, well, Daniel, I really appreciate your time today. And um, I think you had some awesome insights. For everyone who's listening, can you tell the people where they can find you on social media if they want to follow along? Yeah, um, all my usernames are uh, Daniel Bennett with a X instead of an uh, A. So it's D-X-N-I-E-L-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. And that's uh, across Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Perfect. And, and before- Clubhouse, if you want to follow me on Clubhouse. Oh, yeah, on Club- oh my gosh, I have to do Clubhouse and I know I need to. And I just keep putting it off and it's going to happen this month. I'm confident. Um, okay, so before we go, is there anything that you know we didn't get to that you want to talk about? Any recaps, anything you're working on that you want to plug? This is kind of your time to shine. I don't really have anything to plug right now. I think if you guys just want to follow me on TikTok, that'd be awesome. Trying to hit 400K soon, which would be amazing. Um, But other than that, like, yeah, just I think the advice for people, if you want to, if you want to start posting, just like 
go post. Like nobody, nobody cares that much, which I think is like the one thing I want to get across to people. It's like, just have fun with it. Amazing. Just have fun with it. Well, thank you so much again, Daniel. It was great to chat with you this week. And thank you to everyone who is listening. Um, And I hope that you'll join us again next Monday for another episode. If you aren't already following us on social media, you can find us um, at the Life Inspired Pod on, (laughs) we just talked about this, on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, And until then, I hope that today's conversation brought you a little bit of joy and that it helps you live the life inspired. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Jason.